Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Survive and Thrive, a podcast that brings you stories and perspectives on how in changing times, leaders and organizations can not only transform to survive, but also thrive. I'm your host, Jennifer Ayers. Last season, we tackled the immense topic of the future of work. Through data gathering, conversations, identifying specific trends, we broke down what businesses need to do today to prepare for the workforce of tomorrow. This season, we want to talk about sometimes what is considered abstract concepts around creating a healthy work culture. We're talking about culture reimagined, and we want to bring forward concepts, stories, and figures that support why it's so important to make investments in building a healthy culture. Last time on Survive and Thrive, we discussed why company culture is essential during a recession or economic hardship. I'm going to expand on that a little bit, and we'll talk a little bit about how to continue to maintain a positive work environment when these challenges arise. So, as I mentioned, last episode, episode 8 in season 5, we discussed why building a healthy culture makes your company more recession resilient. It may not seem evident at first, but continuing to make investments in your people during times of stress and uncertainty is critical for the success of the business. During high times of anxiety, such as an economic downturn or a potential looming recession or a pandemic, as we have all just experienced, it's crucial to boost your employees' morale and keep finding ways to reduce workplace stress. As we previously discussed, too much stress in your workplace can halt your team's performance and capacity to deliver And also, it creates a workforce that is less engaged and, frankly, less productive as a result. And since a company's ability to survive a recession is only as strong as its team, fostering a positive and inclusive environment is also crucial. We've discussed on other episodes why it's so critical to have an inclusive workplace that invites diversity of thought backgrounds and experiences, because it's during times of economic downturn and recession and other hardships that a business might face that these ideas can be nurtured and fostered from different areas of the business to find solutions to move the company forward. When employees are satisfied with their workplace, they're more invested in the success of their company and will work harder as a result. If you show care, to the individuals that work for you. They will show care for the collective. And no matter what's happening out there, they're going to be motivated for the success of the organization, for their peers, and for ultimately the company at large. If employees are constantly worried about what might happen to them, where they feel that they can't trust their leadership, and maybe they're terrified of layoffs and unemployment, work culture will suffer and it will be increasingly difficult to motivate your staff or get them to stick around, frankly, when you need the talent. So with a potential session looming, now is the time to find ways to support your team 
so you can work through solutions together if and when a recession might happen. Even if it doesn't happen, inevitably, a business tends to encounter a rough patch and making investments in looking for ways to continue to foster a healthy work culture can help your organization navigate those difficult times. So it's safe to say that during a recession especially, stress is high, both inside and outside the organization, and that can have a drastic effect on your employees' health and well-being. In a study conducted by Clinical Psychological Science, they found that during the Great Recession, people experienced an increase in poor mental health by one and a half times, and the adverse effects reported were depression, anxiety, panic attacks, and substance abuse. I don't think any of us would be surprised by those statistics. So for the well-being of employees, leaders must find ways to counteract the emotional consequences of either an economic downturn or recession or a turnaround that is necessary at an organization. When I think about this, I like to point back to Hubert Joe Lee. I know I've talked about him in the past, but I really admire what he did to turn Best Buy around in 2012. In his book, The Heart of Business, he talks about that experience, and he talks about what were some of the steps they took to actually ensure that the culture remained positive and focused on creating a positive outcome for the organization. And it worked because during his tenure, when he finally stepped down as CEO in 2019, become the executive chairman of the Best Buy board, he had transformed Best Buy. And under his leadership, the company boasted five consecutive years of sales growth. Then they also achieved 25.8% non-GAAP return on investment, which was up from 10.5% in 2013. They also had a doubling of U.S. online sales from 2012 to $6.5 billion, 17% of all of Best Buy's revenue. If you want a really great case study that proves the ability to turn around an organization and still invest in your people during difficult times, I highly recommend digging into this particular case study. So what might that mean for you in your leadership position in your organization? Well, during an economic downturn, maybe you are thinking about going after things that would reduce budgets to provide some kind of benefits for your employees. And there may be areas where you do need to cut costs but it's still important to attend to your employees' health and well-being. With healthcare costs rising every year, and inevitably organizations that are providing benefits typically see 6 to 8% increase year over year in costs, companies can do far better if they continue to invest in some kind of wellness program, even if they aren't necessarily structured, giving people breaks during the day, encouraging breaks, pointing them to resources, even they even free resources online for uh, how to do meditation as a form of stress anxiety, and really promoting awareness among your workforce on ways that they can practice self-care, even if you aren't necessarily administering a wellness program for your organization, can 
help employees significantly as they're navigating difficult times. If you as a leader are open and embrace wellness activities and can help point others to self-care activities, this can make a huge difference and doesn't even have to cost that much. The other thing to consider is providing individuals with an additional PTO day if they need some mental wellness days. So sometimes employees may be feeling extra pressure because perhaps resources had been anticipated to being brought on board or now not able to be brought on board. And people still need to have some headspace and take some time out to relax, recharge, and providing them the opportunity to do so without pressure to show up on their day off goes a long way. I remember one of my former clients used to always uh, struggle with taking time off when she really desperately needed to because her boss didn't actually believe that she was off the clock at any time. And that creates a significant burden on an individual when they feel pressured to respond to their boss. So a simple thing like not emailing people on their days off and not emailing people late at night that report to you can go a long way because inevitably someone is going to feel like they have to respond to you if they're reporting to you. So pay attention to giving people the space and time they need, especially when there's high stress in the case of a company turnaround or in the case of um, economic recession. You still need to observe people's quiet time or downtime so that they can recharge. A couple of things that might be interesting to explore are things that were actually discussed in the book that I mentioned with Hubert Jolie. He talks about their uh, the tactics that they deployed were really to look at how they might continue to grow the top line. So during a time of turnaround or pending recession, it may not seem like a time to invest in R&D, but it is a good time to potentially spend a little bit of dedicated effort and energy and resources into looking at different complementary businesses that might help support you through a downtime. The other thing that was in that case study that was highlighted in the book was the ability to use this time to go after non-salary expenses. There's a lot of opportunity to go and dig in to inefficiencies in an organization that are inherently created as companies grow. So in the case of Best Buy specifically, they actually took a look at what some of their return practices were, and they gave some flexibility in some of the rules that were associated with return policies so that things like somebody wanting to return a pen didn't find its way all the way back to the organization. So there may be opportunities or creative ways to look at non-salary costs and eliminating some unnecessary wastes that are just created because over time those practices and policies got put into place and it's time to investigate if those practices or policies are really creating a benefit to the organization or creating an un unnecessary cost. The other thing that they actually talked about was that it was the right time to continue to invest in any kind of wellness program because ultimately it was those programs that were 
um, more cost effective than continuing to pay the rising healthcare costs. When they did have to ultimately do some uh, job cutting, they reached out to their employees. They were very transparent and shared with them that they want them to stay with Best Buy and would help them proactively find a role. And in some cases, this was an opportunity for employees that might have been considering a career change to opt to, to leave and find a different path for themselves altogether. So there's definitely some strategies to deploy in order to help an organization through a difficult time and through an economic downturn, especially. And part of nurturing your culture is one of the ways that you're going to inevitably be able to ride that storm. A couple other points that I think I reflect on as I think about that book that came out were relaxing of measures during uh, during this time. It may seem a bit counterintuitive because you want to continue to measure progress and see how you're doing. The challenge is that a lot of a lot of times organizations get very metrics heavy and suddenly you're tracking 40 KPIs and ultimately maybe you really want to get just distill it down to two problems. How are we going to boost revenue and how are we going to remove barriers in the way of boosting that revenue? So consider looking at some of the metrics that you're using to drive your business and rally around one or two really important ones that are going to make an impact and focus there. The other thing that I thought was important that Huber talked about in that book was that it's so important to create a positive environment still in times of stress. People do not do well in a very high stress environment. They don't do their best work when there's negativity when they feel like they're severe stress, or when they're driven by fear. So creating optimism, energy, and confidence is something that we want to continue to foster as leaders and have an upbeat attitude. Even when you feel like you're getting beaten down as a leader, you yourself have to find things that help you have the endurance because it's you that's going to make the difference in bringing your team through the knothole, so to speak. So those are a couple of things that come to my mind as I think back and I reflect on that book. These are just a couple of small sound bites to think about as you're considering ways to support an organization through economic downturns and through some of the pressures that may be presented to you if you're in a situation of building a turnaround uh, or uh, leading a turnaround in your organization. I guess one other thing I'll leave you with is showing appreciation. Showing appreciation costs nothing to an organization. And I cannot tell you how many times I have listened to individuals that I have coached over the years tell me the number one thing that they feel they are lacking from their leaders is appreciation. They're so motivated to do the right thing, to help their team members, and yet all their leader has to do is recognize the effort that's being put in, even if it's not exactly right or is, doesn't turn out exactly as you would hope, at least acknowledging that somebody has taken the time and energy to try to do the right thing and give them that appreciation. Saying thank you costs nothing and it goes a long, long way, especially when individuals are feeling very stressed out. So uh, let's see. There's a couple of uh, 
couple of thoughts for you to think about and and how you can apply little things to help your organization. Some of those suggestions are a little bit more involved, like digging into some areas where you can make process improvements and reduce redundancies. Others are easier to implement, like smiling and saying thank you. But uh, I will say that according to the Bamboo HR study, employees who experience regular positive feedback are 2.7% more likely to be engaged with their jobs. So when everything is up in the air, taking time to acknowledge your employees and the dedication that they're displaying during difficult times can make all the difference. I guess there is one other thing I'd like to leave you with is transparency and showing vulnerability. Sharing with your team members the challenges that you're up against as an organization and giving them a vision of where you want to get to and how you think they can help is really important. And showing them that you don't have all the answers, but you're going to work your hardest to find the answers and you're going to engage them to help everyone get through this tough journey. Thank you so much for taking time today. So glad that you joined us for this week's episode of Survive and Thrive podcast. As a reminder, we are also on YouTube if you're listening to this on one of your favorite hosting platforms. And remember, everyone, don't just survive out there, thrive. Thank you.